Best friend Blanche. Best friend Blanche. Going on adventures. Best friend Blanche. Spooktacular. Hey, welcome everybody to our very special bonus Halloween Spooktacular. My name is Harrison Greenbaum, and I am joined, of course, with Eric. Hello there. Oh, so spooky. <laughs> and Patrick. Hello. Are you an old man or dead? A little bit of both. Okay. Can it be both? Yeah. I'm David Pumpkins. <laughs> yes. We so, are. We're, we're, we're still reeling off that amazing SNL sketch. We love it. We're all going to dress as David Pumpkins. Oh, if wait, we, we can can't. It's sold out everywhere. <laughs> Let's just all be anachron- anachronistic costumes. Just costumes yes. that were cool in like 2011. Oh, so like. Chilean minor. Yeah, instead of being the most current thing that everyone seems to do, like sexy Ken Bone or like yeah, <laughs> anything that's, like that's that. Too, that's, that's not that's cool because everyone's doing now. it. Yeah. Harambe. No, don't I'm be Harambe. Tanya Harding. Ooh. <laughs> Go way, way back. Yeah, or that teapot dome scandal. I, I want to be a binder full of women. I'm going to now bust <laughs> out a hanging Chad costume. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll be Dukakis in a tank. Apparently they're all uh, political. T- no, I want to <laughs> I want to be the balloon boy. The balloon boy. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in 2009, the mm. guy in the sil- the little boy in the silver balloon, but he was just hiding in the attic the whole time. I'll be Crispic Attics. Oh, Crispus wow. Attics. You're going way, way back. Way back. That costume no. must have been real cool back yeah. in the Revolutionary no, I time. Bet, yeah. but The way not, you said actually. it sounded like it's like a mashup <laughs> between that and like a Rice Krispies box. <laughs> and an attic. Crisp. <laughs> So We've lost it's, it's our those pun costumes. Yeah. Yes. I, well, I was going to wear boxing gloves and put duct tape down my center and then be a punchline. Oh. Well, that's special. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, this podcast yeah, yeah. is about Blood Manor, New Ooh. York City's, I think, only haunted house in Manhattan at this point. There used to be three. It's the premiere one. I and don't in know the premiere yeah, one but, as well. But, but now what, it's the only one. I think they all called themselves the premier haunted house in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, this one got weight. a lot of a uh, lot of fame just recently because uh, the the viral clip of Jimmy Fallon and Kevin Hart went uh, and did this haunted house on the Tonight Show. Yes. Okay. And that's where I first learned about it. Oh, blood. I mean, uh, so. Um, you have a little biographical this. history for yes. uh, Mr. Patrick <laughs> Davis here. Um, I, for a number of years, worked at a haunted house in Manhattan, uh, the formerly Times Scare, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it, it closed down. But it, it was, uh, for a time, New York City's only year-round haunted house. Because in July, you're like, you know what I really want to do, guys? Go inside a haunted house. And that's why it's formerly Time Scare. <laughs> I, I also liked that Time Scare just yeah. had like random magic acts. Like I think the first couple uh-huh. like were themed to the whole haunted. Dan Sperry. Yeah, was the Dan, Dan Sperry. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think but we, then yeah, they were like, ahead. we just need a magic act in. And it was just someone probably doing like their kids' birthday show. Well, <laughs> the yeah. second guy after Dan Sperry was one Harrison Greenbaum. Was it really? Harrison Greenbaum was months. there. Well, that is very scary. Darcy yes. Oaks. <laughs> but I was just doing my comedy act. So you had to go through this like murder bar and the, like everything is frightening yeah. and ghoulish and then you step into just like Jew comedy magic <laughs> right <laughs> one time I'll tell you two stories or it was was I got in there like we have good news and bad news and I was like what's the bad news like there's only 10 people for this show it's like a 100 seat theater I was like what's the good news and they're like it's because Ice tea and Coco bought it out Whoa. So yep. Ice-T and Coco were there with their children, even though it says all over my ticket, 16 and over, because I'm an adult magic show. And so I had to still do my adult magic show to a disapproving Ice-T and a very into it Coco. Wow. All right. I mean, yeah. but if you're Ice-T and Coco's children, 
Yeah. Like, you've been exposed you've to been it ex- enough. Yeah, you... You can handle a few bad You're words. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure yeah. if you listen, they listen to their dad's music, they've heard all the words. Or watch him on his television show, Special Victims Unit, yeah. or, where they regularly talk about someone being sodomized by a candlestick. Or just look at Coco. <laughs> oh, she is a she is a hey. That is their mother. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then so, the the other story, which is why it was interesting to be in that space, was that there was a haunted house right above it, mm-hmm. and there was like this door that would slam and scare people. So every five to seven minutes in my show, you would just hear bang, ah, just in the middle of my show. And it's weird yeah. that you kept that in now when you're not performing there. Yeah, <laughs> that audio track still plays. for me. <laughs> like I do this one card trick in my show, and you guys have seen it. But like, I, the more dramatic I can make the trick, the better. I want lasers mm-hmm. and smoke machines, and I want it to feel like this big production number. And they had a hazer from Dan's show, and it's a haunted house, so there are hazers everywhere. It's Dan Sperry, by the way. Yeah, and a hazer, by the way, is a smoke machine. It produces that like cherry smell, mm-hmm. smelling smoke. Mm-hmm. So I was like, as soon as I start this card trick, I want you to hit that hazer, and I want the room to just be dramatic. And they couldn't turn the hazer off, and it's a small theater, so the just room kept filling up with more and more smoke. So the, I literally couldn't see the audience, and I can only assume they <laughs> couldn't see me. Yep. And I paused the trick because there's no use doing magic when nobody can see it. Mm-hmm, right. And I just started talking to the front row as I assumed the stage crew would try to fix this issue. Yep. And there's two blonde women in the front. And I said, "Oh, where are you from?" And they said, "Germany." And I said, oh, a Jew in a room filled with smoke. That must bring you back. Oh, no. And that was my ad lib, everybody. Oh, no. And that's why. No. Um, <laughs> right. So, time scare, so, everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I, so, um, time scare, yeah. So, I worked there for a number of years. Um, it's a very special type um, of person who can work in a haunted house. Um, and what was your official job title? I, I held almost every job title there. Were you ever in the haunt itself? I was, yeah, yeah. When I first started there at that at Times Square, I, I worked inside the haunted house, um, and and that's a, you know, it's fun for like the first week and a half because you're like, yeah, you're scaring people and it's hilarious and it's fun, but then you get to a point where like you're spending eight hours a day in like a very dark room just yelling at people and <laughs> and like very dark thoughts begin to creep into your head and and it's it's not you like you're breathing a lot of that smoke which they tell you is non-toxic but they tell you it in a way where it's like the packaging says it's non-toxic yeah but is it the packaging says it's non-toxic <laughs> and it's like i'm not convinced you believe that what about like um, makeup and costumes did you do that yeah but like so my you know, the beginning of the tenure, like they went all out there. They were like, they had makeup artists there who would like sit you in a chair and you'd have all this like elaborate stuff put on. Um, pretty quickly they realized that this wasn't like feasible every day if you were going to be running a year round <laughs> haunted house. I mean, it could be if it was making money. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> Hence why it's and closed. so like the makeup person was like, like, hey, today you're going to teach the, the haunt actors to, um, to put their own makeup on. And uh, and w- they, she was like, but then what would they need me for? And they're like, don't worry about it. So then she taught us how to do all of our own makeup. Um, and then they fired her. And But then so gradually the makeup got lazier and lazier. And then they just switched to masks because uh, they were tired <laughs> of buying makeup for everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and the costumes like were never laundered. So the mm-hmm. smell got really bad. Um, but so but this is weird because you now now I think we laid out this backstory that you had precedent going into this haunted house that we did this Blood Manor. Yeah, yeah. So so that, I, yeah. So when I so I eventually left the haunted house at Times Square and started working in like a management position, and then I worked for their theater, and then I was doing magic yeah. for them. Um, so like I I was kind of all over the place. 
at that venue um, before it closed. Um, but yeah, so so going into Blood Manor. But do you Manor, experience the haunted house the way like a magician experiences other magic acts? Like yeah. when a magician watches a magic act, it's not that magical. <laughs> right. Like when I watch an, another comedian, I'm just like, I, most seeing, people are disturbed by the lack of laughter that I right, right. display. Yeah. You're see, you're watching the math behind it. Yes. Like how it's put together. So yes. is that the same thing where the haunted house, you don't feel the fear because you're just seeing all the things right. that are Right, yeah. None of that stuff is is super scary scary for me it's um you know even the jump scares you know the jump scares because usually I, I like when i enter the space i know like there's going to be a person there or that thing's going to move like you can just kind of eyeball it like what in the room is unnecessary and is only there to hide a person yeah um and, and so you know occasionally someone something might catch me off guard and jump out at me but i'm not like but that, that that's just reflex at that point rather than like being terrified that something's going to get me um, there's not like a lot of, I, I feel like with a haunted house, um, when people are walking through, there's tension that you're worried something's going to happen and, and, and that feeds into and people, that. I feel yeah. like we've noticed, I noticed in our group cause our group mm-hmm. was us three plus Jeremy who will eventually be on the podcast. Right. Uh, Michael who also has an open invite and, sure. and Brian who's yeah. been on the podcast yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, and everybody had a very different reaction to how they were going to deal with their fear. Right. Well, before we even get into that, I think just leading into the, you know, us going into Blood Manor, I think that was the most terrifying part for me. Yeah. The so just to describe where yeah. it is, it's Lower East Side, it's on Varick Street. Right. Um, and we we all had just discussed that no no one, maybe except for Patrick, is really into haunted houses. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not like into haunted houses. But you I'm have also experience. just not, I, I have a lot of experience with right. it. I but get very frightened in, in the haunted house. Everyone we were with was like, why what, are we, what doing, are we this? doing this? What is, <laughs> why did we do this? This is a terrible plan. <laughs> yeah. And we were all like very nervous about going in. I think I went through a full range of emotions to like excited, <laughs> to like nervous, to like, steps. should yeah. I do this? Acceptance, to, like, grief. To like yelling at Jeremy for wanting anger. to back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you're doing this. In fact, as we were walking to the haunted house, um, you know, Jeremy's like, why are we doing this? I'm like, you're doing it. And this guy next to me just laughed. It's like, you got to do it, man. <laughs> yeah. And the people who were outside the haunt, there were people in makeup were just roaming the sidewalk. And that was pretty creepy. Yeah. It was like a doll man who really didn't want to leave us alone. It wasn't alone. really creepy. They're just more invasive, I would yeah, say. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff annoys me a little bit. I think the creepiest part is you buy your tickets out of a truck on the side of the road. Yeah, Yeah. no, that is the creepy thing. And they try to sell you the $50 ticket for no reason. Yeah, there's a, like an, uh, they call their VIP line the RIP line because it's spooky. (laughs) See, (laughs) but but that gets you uh, like fast access into the haunted house and they were trying to sell it to us and we're like, there is no line for the regular line. Right, the regular line we're, is the VIP line at okay. the moment. <laughs> that's the thing about it. That's See, like, to me, that's scarier than, like, all of the, like, costume people wandering out front. Because the costume people what, are just kind of... scaring the Jews with more money to spend? No, no. The fact that... <laughs> me it just, and Harrison it, were like, oh, no. <laughs> it, oh, no, $15. <laughs> see, for me, if they had, like, a box office set up where there's, like, a person with, like, a cash register... And it was all very like official, and the tickets were printed and nice. Um, that would seem very official, and everything's above board. The fact that it's two guys <laughs> doing cash only transactions out of a truck parked nearby yeah. makes it seem like you mm, might this get is, murdered. Yeah, this is all very yeah. unofficial. Yeah. Nobody knows this you, is here. They hand you a little tiny ticket. Yeah, that's like, and like you walk up, and the guy's immediately trying to scam you out of more money, and it's just mm. like it's like, oh, I don't. I don't know if the Better Business Bureau even knows this is a thing right here. I could lose a kidney inside uh, and pay for it. Um, yeah, and then you yeah. walk inside. You, there's like a bouncer. You hand the ticket. Mm-hmm. There's a poster for somebody's production of 
uh, War and Peace, which seems like the more frightening endeavor. Right. Is a, a community <laughs> production of War and Peace. An amateur War and Peace seems far more scary and frightening <laughs> than a 10-minute haunted right. house. I think, I think my favorite part at this point was us deciding, like, who was going to go first even up the stairs to yes. it. Yes. And, like, I think that even before we even entered the actual haunted house part, the line, like, in that lobby area on the top floor, whatever floor we were on, like went around this really dark corner. And I just like, we were all like screaming it past it because we were like, does it start now? I ended Is up in the happening? back, which is exactly where I didn't want to be because I feel like <laughs> that's where all the actors who want their last licks go mm-hmm. to give you that final fright. Right. I knew I was never going to be in the front. I definitely don't want to be that guy who parts the curtain on each room right. and activates the fear. I think everybody wants to be in the middle, which is just... Mathematically impossible. We also, were all fighting. Yeah, we're, we're all, all fighting to be in the middle. Um, I mean, also, like, the, the people in the haunt, and this is just a little inside baseball for everyone listening at home, they, they know everyone thinks that way, that the middle is the safe space, and they so go they'll, like, that. target it. Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. You know, mm. like, they know, oh, we let the first person part through the curtain. That way, the people in the middle think that they're, it's safe because they didn't trigger anything. And then they get, you know, they, like, they get that the people in the middle are the the most scared because they wouldn't be surrounded on side. And and when you're in that hunt, you're trying to scare people. You want the biggest reactions. So you're targeting the people in the group who look like they're the most terrified. So it's like a comedian, but instead of laughter, you're going for screams. Correct. Yeah. So like these, you're a scare medium, which we learned from monsters, Inc is less effective than laughter. Yeah, guys. <laughs> have you not seen that Pixar film? <laughs> well, but I think there's a good point to go back to what you were saying of how we all had different like strategies of how we we're going to deal with uh, getting scared. And I think my favorite was just Jeremy was like, it's like if they if they touch me or come near me, I'm just going to punch him. His, that, his tactic was to laugh maniacally, which was far more terrifying oh, than most of what yes, was happening If you want a house. very scary haunted house experience, go with Jeremy Plybird, who will just cackle like a maniac. It's in your ear. Genuinely terrifying. <laughs> his laugh is genuinely scary. Yeah. My tactic is to get snarky. By room three, I was like, I'm just going to occupy my brain with joke stuff. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we have we the same just, tactic. We, we walked into that bloody <laughs> hospital room and I was like, ooh, Obamacare. I guess we should say now there might be some spoilers. If you're gonna do this haunt, I'm I think sure you know what's in the house before you yeah, walk in. That's There's fair. gonna be scary killers. There's gonna right. be murder. The right. One, the one that caught me most by surprise uh, was the the dark labyrinth. I think yes. that's towards the beginning. But let's go from the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens in the middle. Sure, sure, sure. So you walk in. There was a. I really like the actor who sort of gave us the rules of the house. Oh, he was all up he in was, my face. He was weird and covered in like black light stuff. There was no clear character, but he was just very funny in the way he walked mm-hmm. around. I, for some reason, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Yeah, I did too, even though he like literally got two centimeters from my face. I think that's right. That's a, that's a position that is very easy to be boring, and you don't want that position to be boring because if people are bored during the rules listening, then they're not listening to the rules. And like knowing that you're not supposed to like touch people or hit them or steal props or do anything like that is very important. So having an entertaining person going through that information with you to hold your attention is incredibly important. That's actually why the Delta safety video on the airline was like a comedy piece for a while. And the Virgin America one. I yeah. love I love Virgin I, just for that video. That video yeah. is... I love it. I get, I'd get. start dancing. I know all the words now at this point. Del- <laughs> Delta's so since good. stopped, and I'm very sad. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But they would change it up many times. They actually yeah. got to the point where they started doing like a, a mashup reboot of another... <laughs> 
older funny safety video. Oh. Yeah, it was very strange. Anyway. I really would like to see a haunted house, though, that is just like the fears of a New Yorker. <laughs> and they're just like, you walk into a really beautiful apartment, and then it come in, comes out and just goes, your rent has been raised 200%. percent <laughs> rent stabilized. Well, you all know about like the hell houses in the middle of the country, right? Oh, I've seen that documentary. Oh, yeah. If you were listening and you've not seen the documentary Hell House, run. And it's the best documentary. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's frightening. It's sad. It's uplifting. It's all of the words at the same time. It's southern haunted houses that are just depicting things Christians think are frightening, like abortion. Right. The idea oh, is the the idea is it's like a haunted house around Halloween, but it's themed around like things that will send you to hell. Christian because values. you're trying to scare the children into being good little boys and girls. Pat- like there's a scene Patrick's where gays are getting married. Yeah. Patrick's yeah. an Gays exhibit. get married and then go to hell. Like what? that's a scene in the thing. Wow. It's just just me alone in a room waving. Someone's using the wrong bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a transgendered room. Yeah. For sure. I feel like the Hell House in the South should just be them giving a tour of just like a lovely gay couple's home. Like, yeah. All the curtains match. <laughs> They're no. really in love with Notice each other. Notice their tasteful Art Deco living room. <laughs> their children are well adjusted. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so we get our, uh, our instructional, uh, instructional yes. piece by this actor. And then I thought we were going one exact way and we all kind of lined up who we thought was going to be in the front. And then he turned us all around he and did. went a different way. And that really messed with us. And the first room has, I think probably the most technologically advanced part of the room. Like there was that TV screen when you walked into the sort oh, right. of creepy mansion-y That was a, a- painting. Room. It was a painting. It was a painting, a but it put screen. us on there. With our with like old versions with of like our a face, Snapchat filter of a yes, ghost, yeah, exactly. a zombie Snapchat, filter. a zombie chat. But that was cool. Yeah, that was good. I like that. That really a set lot. the tone. I was like, okay, they're investing in they the had technology. A, yeah, they had a cool, um, they had a cool thing where there was like this the, this video screen or whatever of like a zombie coming at you. Then all of a sudden, his head exploded at the exact moment, like a puff of compressed air hit you in the face. There was a lot and of then behind air. the zombie so was a hunter with air. a gun, just like where you could. Like the idea was that he shot the zombie's head off, uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. I did not see any of that. I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, either. I think I got the full brunt force of that. Oh, so you explore, you got the full experience because you were at the front of the line. Right. Yeah, yeah, by the time I got into a room, some of the animatronics and stuff had already yeah. finished their And loop. you were like, play it again. I did. I was in this butcher room and there's this <laughs> oven and it was like such a cool animatronic with a TV and fire and all this movement. And I, by the time we got in, it was just ending. I was just like, I looked at the butcher lady who's in character who's just like throwing me. He's like, you're next. And I'm like, can you can you play that video again? Well, I didn't like that room mostly. Uh, and we're jumping ahead a little bit because it was an oven and then just hanging pork. And I was like, this is definitely the the Holocaust the room. The vaguely Jew room. The, the, vaguely the non-kosher room. Yeah, the non-kosher room. And then I've also found it weird that that lady on top of the fridge was screaming, do you want me to throw things? I was like, sure. Like, let's, yeah, talk, let's talk about our highlights. We don't have to go yeah. room by yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. But let's each talk about a couple of our strongest memories. There was a memory that I know, Eric, you <laughs> found very important as well. Was this one guy came up to both of us and just called us fat boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really that. But it didn't feel real good. That wasn't yeah. really scary as like self-defeating. <laughs> like we I were... was like, but I'm not fat. <laughs> And he offered me like a cookie. I was like, I don't want it. Or a lollipop or something. I would take a lollipop though. Not from that guy. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) But it's just like, it's one thing to be like, I will kill you and murder your family. It's another thing to be like, hey, fat boy. And it's like, that affected me deeply. (laughs) You you really cut me to the core. You really got to uh, my weakness there. Oh, I do struggle with my weight. 
that room, there was also the lady with the snout who I was just like chatting with. I was like, nice snout. And she's like <laughs> really getting into my face. Like, <laughs> and I was like, uh. yeah, there was that lady who was rolling around on a gurney and she really wasn't wearing much in the pant area. Like she had her, she was, she had underwear. her panties and yeah. she was very kind of exposed. And I was like, was it wrong to feel slightly aroused yeah. in that room? Literally, Harrison yells. It goes, I'm turned on right now. Well, go, a, She's getting murdered by yeah. a creepy doctor. But like sexy murdered. There's a weird, <laughs> there's a, and, and this is like, again, from the other side of it, there's a weird like thing people's brains do with like sex and fear. Sex uh, and death. Well, right. I think it's psychological when your heart is racing. There's actually studies yeah, about this. Yes. When your heart is racing, whether it's from fear or uh, or anything scary, it's the same um, as when you're in love, really, or you know, aroused or turned on. So that's why a lot of dates bring their dates to scary movies or roller because that adren- burst of adrenaline is then associated with that other person. Well, and and on top of that too, it's 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 interesting. Um, Psych fact, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In addition to that. Um, you find the response. Kind of debunked that studies recently. Yay! Oh, I, I, I actually—that's I recently learned another psych fact. Most psych facts are, are wrong. wrong. Yeah, the, the sad yeah. fact, and I'm a big—I mean, I'm a huge psych. I was a psych major, and mm-hmm. I love—I love reading psychology books. The sad thing is, some of those most famous studies that were done in like the 50s or 60s that yeah. we just take as fact sort of don't hold up when they redo that study. And they're like, but it didn't happen again. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of them are biased in really weird ways because most of them are done on college campuses and white, yeah. white students yeah. in the middle class who have time during the day to take a few hours to <laughs> help out a study. But most of the studies do hold up. I don't want you to mm-hmm. think that most of the, not, most of the studies are good. There's just a select few that are a little, I don't even know if All that's right, true. Ha- All right, anyway. Harrison, you can keep your Harvard degree. All right. <laughs> you get to keep your degree. Um, There's also, to get to the, to keep with the sex theme, yeah. there was a stripper room. Oh, yeah. There was. Well, were they vampires? No, they were, were just, they? they were just like black, zombie they strippers. They had like black light on them. And I don't know. By the way, the way you said that, you just go, oh, they were just black. You, black light. You need to say, yeah, the, the black problem light. between black and light is very important. Yeah. <laughs> It's, they were they were blacklit. They were you not didn't just let me black strippers. They're blacklit. Um, <laughs> what, what I was going to say a few minutes ago is is working in the haunted house. One of the things that we noticed were uh, men and women, as a general rule, not specifically of course, but as a general rule, have different reactions to when they're scared. Like with Jeremy, most guys like it's there's this reaction to get very aggressive and want to punch or, or fight or fight. Whereas women tended to get very sexual. Like uh. you would jump out and scare them, and they would like push up their breasts and like rub them in your face or flash you or like try to kiss you. Really? Like there's, it, it was this weird like defense mechanism of going, trying to shock you back by being overtly sexual. That's so weird. Um, yeah. It's something we like, again, I, I know like we all noticed when we were working in a haunted house that men tend to get, want to punch you and women bizarrely get like kind of overly sexual. Well, some would even like grab you and grope you. Um, whoa, yeah, so that's like part of the and then you're like, you're barking up the wrong tree, honey. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, no, but that's part of like the spiel of like, don't touch the actors, it's not just like, don't punch us, but also like, don't grab us, don't or molest touch us, us. Weird, don't molest Donald us Trump us, us. right? <laughs> yeah, uh, don't grab but, him by anything. And speaking of Donald Trumping, uh, Harrison had to be reminded that he needed to leave the stripper room. <laughs> Well, so by the yeah. third or fourth room, I got I was completely under control. I was like, yeah, the jump scares are scary, but like 
I really want to like look at the art artistry involved yeah. in some of these yeah, rooms. Yeah, absolutely. We were going through it really fast, and yeah. they push you through it. Right. Some of the, that room was really well done. Um, a lot of the rooms, even yeah. the monkey room, was like there was like all these animatronics and just. It was there's a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of detail. And the unfortunate thing is you really don't get enough time to take it all in. Yet the longest room we spent in was that that labyrinth that was pitch black. <laughs> that yes, was probably my favorite. That's yeah. probably that my was favorite very thing cool. About the, you eventually just house. get into a, a pitch black maze. Yeah, and we were all like conga lining, like hands on each other's shoulders, like, where's the walls? How do we get around? Yeah. And then of course there's someone in there with you. That just with makes, a bright red light that really that comes out of nowhere pops up and like I think they can activate it on and off. In it was pretty great. At, was pretty at, at the old at the old time scare we had uh, ex- we experimented with the dark maze at one point and one of the things that we did was we installed these lightly electrified touch pads on the wall. So as you're feeling your way around through the dark maze, you would occasionally get oh, shocked. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah, it's not like a paint. It's just like a slight like. Touching a battery kind of shock. Oh, I was like, hoping yeah. it was going to activate lights. Shocking is not good. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like occasionally there's a little painful as you feel your way through. And then it. on the floor, we just put needles. Right. <laughs> tons and of, tons of needles. Reminds me of one of our escape rooms we did with just the chair with nails, nails. sticking out. I yeah. was very surprised we didn't see that. Which was, of course, house. the Russians. <laughs> uh, you so can yeah. refer back to our seven... Deadly seven sinly pleasures episode. Right, same company. Yeah. Same episode company seven. as uh, as the as the sex room one. Um, no, but yeah, I think the dark maze was probably my favorite part of it because like it was a very too. extensive maze. Like I, I had know. a different favorite yeah. part. Actually. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was the very last part. Oh, uh, the other little maze. So area. there's you, they put glasses on you. And the glasses. Before we even get into that, uh, there's like a little load up room where they give you the glasses, and everyone's like, so scary. And then the guy giving out the glasses is like, oh, hey, Patrick, how you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah, I was was uh, also a former alumni of Time Scare, was (laughs) now working in uh, Blood Manor. Yeah. Just totally dropped character, went buddy buddy with you. Giancarlo, very (laughs) nice. But then immediately when the next person started talking to him, was back into character. Oh, yeah. She's like, hey, Patrick, I was like, oh, so good to see you. Here is your ticket. <laughs> so they, they he gave us these. Uh, I thought they were just 3D glasses, but they were like a weird filter on it's them. It's a weird lens yeah. that basically anything that's bright orange, like like a black lighted orange, would jump out at you. And it starts off kind of slow. They're just flat panels, and the paintings. A lot of naked ladies. A lot of boobs. A yeah. lot of boobs. Naked naked ladies with orange. But the final final room is just this gigantic room with tons of orange. It's very disoriented. There's a guy with like a machine gun. And there's just oh, it yeah. feels like an acid trip. It's very Mad Maxian. Well, those um, I love yeah. that. Those initial acid. panels of like with like the naked women, it was very much like the side of a van painted in like the yes. yeah, 70s. Yeah, it's like van art was yeah. what it was. Like very hardcore heavy but, metal. But even like the uh there's a couple actresses in there that were like hiding and waiting at the last possible second to pop out and scare you. Like, but they like had orange on their face too, which was really creepy to look at them because the like part it of their face would out. pop out at you. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. on the floor too, they had like these little holes painted, and because of the like level difference between like the orange and the and the rest of the paint, it, it really did seem like there were drops in the floor that you could step yeah. into. It was very well done, very. It's cool. a very sort of low tech thing of just like this lens makes the orange pop out, and they used it in every variation to a really great. But degree. was it scary? 
I think the end was a little bit scary because they used the air compressor and the gun. So the first time he starts firing the machine gun right. at you, it's loud and scary. Yeah. And then you're just also very disoriented. It's kind of hard to find the exit in that room. Well, I think the scariest Which part of that scary. maze too was there was the there was like as you said the the drawings of the naked ladies and stuff on the wall, but there was one that was positioned where literally that was supposed to be the d- distraction, the misdirection, and then right as you're looking at it, there's this air compressed like werewolf that like oh, animatronic yeah. that popped out at you. They had a lot of really yeah. a lot of those big animatronics that just like kind of hide in the darkness and then just like right mm-hmm. lunge at you. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, overall I think it was I, we were all glad we did it. Oh, after we forgot the, fact. the thing we did not get the free t-shirt. Well, I was just going to say I was going to say oh, at yeah. the, end, the challenge of Blood Man. So I was going to just give a little wrap up of like so maybe t- what took us 20 minutes to go no, through the whole 10. thing less than that. It maybe yeah. felt like it, but cuz yeah. it does feel like you're you're longer in there because of that fear right, adrenaline sure. thing slowing down time. I think it was 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah, tops. but he, we yeah. yeah, they just booked us right through and then we get to the end, we were happy, you know, all of our previous fears going into it were like it wasn't that bad. No, this we, is great. We, we were like, can we do it they again? They missed a, an opportunity at the very end because there's a creepy staircase to exit. Yeah. And we and all there thought... there should have been yeah. a guy at the end popping out. Yeah, there there, there should have been. Yeah. And in fact, uh, Jeremy had thought there, that that was going to happen for sure. Like he had read up about it. And like he said that they used to like pretend like like give you headlights from a car as if you're going to get run over as you exit. And that's when they would take the photo. There but maybe they changed that. Like I, I watch... This is so sad. But I watch a lot of those YouTube videos where they like do tours of these haunting conventions. Yeah. And there's a great gag where you can have this basically the headlights of a truck just rush at you very quickly Mm -hmm. and even though you know there's no way there's a truck inside there your brain has been trained to avoid headlights right Right. so it really gets that scare response out I guess yeah I mean I think for me a lot of the room seemed a little one note in that while you walk into the room and maybe it's a butcher shop or maybe it's an operating room or maybe it's a like they're stylistically very different types of rooms the way the rooms functioned were all pretty much the same. You walk in, there's two or three actors, maybe one's hiding and jumps out at you. But they're just, just kind of like creepy. in makeup being creepy and getting in your face and growling. There wasn't a ton of like... Although like, maybe the scariest thing about that, because I, I was trying to find yeah. it. Um, there, there's a Time Out magazine that just came out. Yeah. And there's a little half-page feature on one of the actors in Blood Manor. He's the serial killer. And it talks about his process. Oh. And this guy who we in- met for three seconds inside the haunted houses. It studio? takes him yeah. over an hour to get into makeup, but he's been studying the character. He's been building up this character. He likes to think he's based it on. Yeah, he's based his costume and his posture and all this stuff. So he's he really, if you read this interview with him, is like, there's a process. I've really studied to get into character. I've done a lot of my research. You get to see him for three seconds. He's like, I'm gonna kill you, and then you run away. Right. <laughs> so in many ways, that's the scariest part. Is but this his, poor guy? His backstory these, these has a backstory. <laughs> For this job that he has one month out of the year. And he's gone uh, deep in, and you get to see him for three seconds. You're like, ooh, scary. Right. I mean, I guess I guess for me, I feel like... I think that's why I like the Dark Maze a lot. It's like... Because the Dark Maze, the scare is that you don't... You cannot see anything. You are completely lost. And you are vaguely aware that there is someone in there with you. I liked your suggestion yeah. you said, too. Well, yeah. So one of the things we used to do is we used to talk about, like room designs and like whether we could implement them at time scare and like like so we would come up with ideas about like um for example with a dark maze type room you as you approach it you see that it's a maze and you see like maybe someone walk by and as soon as they walk by the lights go dark so before you even enter the maze you realize oh i'm about to enter a maze and i just saw someone for certain in there so it like ups that like 
weird yeah, the anticipation. Yeah. yeah, like you're super hesitant to even go in. Um, and then maybe once you're midway through, you hear a chainsaw rev. Uh, like Yeah, the chainsaw revs, in time yeah. scare, they use them a lot. Here they use oh, it a lot uh-huh. more sparingly, which was great. And they don't really chase you with it. Like, at, I know at yeah. Chance, we did. Like, we would wait till you got towards the end of a long hallway. Then you would hear it rev, and you would turn around, you'd see the guy run at you. And and even though there's not a ton of space, he had enough of a run-up that you saw that he w- it felt like you were being chased by it. Whereas here at Blood Manor, they were kind of, like, in the same room with you and would just rev the chainsaw. But they can't really come right. at you. Cause and I kind of, I've been spoiled with haunted houses because yeah. when I was working time scare, they were, they were like, oh, you got to do the haunted house. And they sort of gave me the VIP experience yeah. twice. The first time I did it, when I got to the final part, which is in that old time scare was an ambulance. And yeah. then Michael Myers would jump out of the ambulance right, right before you exited. But not only did Michael Myers jump out, the entire cast surrounded the exit and just stood looking at me. And it was one of the creepiest, most Whoa. unsettling things I've ever seen. Because I had to like push through like ten monsters to get out to the exit. That yeah. was really cool. There's like and so like like the idea of like the different t- ways to scare people like jump scares just to get like your your initial uh, uh, reflexes going, uh, s- sort of deeply unsettling things, um, kind of like terrifying fear for your life stuff. Um, one of the ideas we talked about at one point was uh, s- having a room that was black with a mirror at one end positioned at such an angle and then having someone in a black outfit with a white mask on so you can see the face, but they're standing right next to the door. But when you enter, you don't see them next to you. You see their reflection across the room. So you think you're, as you cross through the room, you think you see them across the room. And as they get closer to you, as the reflection gets larger because they're moving, what you don't know is that they're actually behind you and not in front of you. So when they like appear behind you and aren't in front of you anymore, that's like... Playing right. with like weird fun things. The scariest like I've that. ever been was I I did the when I did time scare for the third time. Yeah. We did the house the third time around thinking, oh, I know where every thing yeah. is hidden. I get out of the exit, the traditional exit, yep. and in one of the eaves, which is just a sort of neutral hallway, uh, the guy who designed the haunted house, Chris, yeah. had a fire extinguisher. So as I was walking, he just hit me with the fire extinguisher, like with the smoke of the fire extinguisher. Not the actual body of Not the, the fire Not the actual, just, yeah, he just, <laughs> he just knocked me out. He just <laughs> yeah. literally <laughs> aggressively assaulted me. And then he woke <laughs> up and chained to a basement wall. It was and, amazing. And it wasn't a haunted house yeah, it was very scary. So I just, so I'm like, oh God, the house is done. Because I'd done it yeah. twice and it had been done. And it was, and then that final jump scare of like being hit with that like loud yeah. sound and smoke of a fire extinguisher, just like, boom. I have never got closer to shitting my pants in my entire <laughs> life. I really thought I was going to shit my pants. Yeah. And, and I like these kind of conversations, too, because it's kind of the design element of what goes into it. Oh, I think absolutely. that's why we yeah. like escape rooms, too. But yeah. it, even this has a history with our or, you know, our background in yeah. magic yes. with the, the Haunted Mansion at Disney World was oh, created so, yeah. by magicians. In fact, the famous Pepper's Ghost Illusion yeah. with, uh, you know, the if, if anyone's been to the Haunted Mansion of the, uh, the ballroom scene with all the dancers yep. around is yeah. a classic magic effect at the Magic Castle yep. in L.A. They have the little mini diagram yep. of when they were first creating it, and it's so cool to see the history and the design behind all of that stuff. Yeah. Super cool. I think so, we've gone through everything. Uh, we we Is forgot to talk about the t-shirt. Well, the t-shirt. That's the where t-shirt. I, that's where I was. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. We teased you with that. It. Was, we you that with was it. the gift shop. That the last the, thing. The t-shirt before says, you exit is a gift shop, and they sell lots of things with St. Blood Manor. But you can actually get a free t-shirt that said, "What I pissed my pants." At. It says, "I pissed myself at Blood yeah, Manor." Yeah. And and you can get that shirt for free if you, if piss you your can piss. show them that you peed yourself. Right. right. And we, none of us did, but we were thinking about, we well, thought we, about have, it. we have to go. Or Maybe we can get a free T-shirt out What the haunt industry calls a code yellow. 
Really? You actually have code oh, yellow. Oh, yeah. You had there were code browns? Code browns, code yellows. Code, um, code white. What is that? We didn't oh, kids no. ourselves out of pure <laughs> no. joy. No. No. There were there like there were ones for like um uh, uh I think a black was if someone were to pass out. Oh. Um I'm trying to remember. I think vomit might have been orange. A code red when someone's actually murdered. No, but there are no code red. Code red was if someone was bleeding. Oh, okay. Like if like if if someone like cut their arm on a prop or something, or was like fell or something, is actually bleeding. Yeah, I thought a code red is when you wear an offensive logo for a Indian based baseball and or football team. No, (laughs) yeah, no. It's it's there's fun stuff like the idea of you having those like because to say like someone pissed their like shouting someone pissed their pants in the haunted house. You don't know if you're trying to scare someone or... But if you, like, have designated phrases for it that you would never come up with... Like code yellow. I do like the idea right. of just hearing somebody, like, in the d- depths of the haunted house going, somebody pissed, pissed themselves. They're like, oh, no. I just want to see an employee pop out and be like, here's your free T-shirt at that point. Like, like right, a game right there. Show. They're like, following you with the entire Legends of the time. Hidden Temple yeah. style of, like, a, a temple guard comes yeah. out. It's like, here you go. They just have a, sh- a t-shirt cannon mounted above the whole haunt, and wherever yeah. you are, they just target you and shoot it at you. <laughs> or they just give you those booty shirts that they're really trying to hawk to us. They, <laughs> they really want us to buy those booty shirts. They, really, they really wanted us yeah. to get booty shirts. Yeah. None of us took. So, guys, All what right. do we say? Do we recommend this? What, what's our What's our verdict on this? I recommend it. I uh, I recommend going on an off night. We went on a Tuesday, so it was really easy to get in. There was no mm-hmm. wait. I think we got the sort of VIP experience without having to pay for it. So, I recommend. Because I think if you go on Halloween, it's probably a lot crazier. That being said, it's also crazier. So it might be cool to get in all the craziness. Right. It's the only haunted house that I'm aware of currently in Manhattan. There's some stuff in other boroughs. but if wasn't, you're looking, there, wasn't there one in Harlem? Oh, sorry. There is yeah, one in Harlem. The, the, the you're you're, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. It's a brand new house. It's an yeah. interactive house. They can touch you. Um, that one is actually produced by Dalton Jones. who I don't know if you remember, but he produced... The haunting, the haunted theatrical show at Times Scare, the uninvited ones. Oh, do we have time? Yeah, I. This is. Oh my gosh, Dalton I Jones! I don't, I don't know what this is, so you Holy, gotta tell me what this is. I had forgotten that Dalton Jones was a person. Yeah. Do you guys remember the French restaurant we talked about in the last podcast? This he is created the show that too. Okay, the French also rest, scary. If the French restaurant <laughs> no. was a haunted house, do you remember that's what, what Dalton? Do you Jones remember designs? what the show was no. called? The uninvited ones, I believe. The, I could look it was it something like that. It was well, something let's, like let's that. Start let's, to describe it to Eric. I will get my computer. And, so, yeah. Yeah. so quickly, um, what you need to know about this show is um, he basically, he approached Timescare, said it's this new, it's the f- cutting edge of theater technology. Um, it's it's not just like 3D, 4D. It's like fi- every sense. So many Ds. Yeah, there's like things are going to, the audience is going to feel things and smell things. And... Um, it's, I wish I knew what it was, but and it was then, like... And then somebody said, hey, that sounds so much like Play Dead. Is it Play, Play Dead? Dead? Play Dead no. is a... Uh, I don't think people know what Play Dead is. Play Dead, is Play the, Dead was yeah. one of the best shows I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my entire life. Todd, Todd Robbins. Robbins, who's a magician, but also yeah. now the host of a murder show on the ID channel. Who also briefly had a show at Timescare. He was doing... Course, um, that makes sense. It, was like it, a seance. Uh, not just a seance. He was doing like a. Uh, was he doing like a toned down carnival of knowledge there or something? Something like that. Like that yeah. Yeah. He was doing like but one Blade of his side Dead shows is, there. Yeah. He's gonna tell you about murderers, all this stuff, and it's it's kind of like a horror experience. It's the like lights a go theater off. Theater show experiential. Piece the lights of, go yeah. off. You think there are mice on you. You think there's mm-hmm. spirits. Yeah. You think you're gonna be touched. You think there's ghosts. It's really just 
you you're it's an adrenaline rush and it's beautiful and amazing and magical. And this guy was like, this let's guy, make that see but if you bad. Can find the title. A knockoff, like a terrible It's a cheap knockoff. Terrible version. Well, the show was so bad it got me late. It was Wait. awful. <laughs> Wait. Go ahead. Let's unpack that a little bit. I was working at Times Scare. This guy was doing his rehearsals in my theater when I wasn't there. So I would run into him in the cast all the time. So he invited me to the opening night premiere. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. Screw it. I'm going to go. So I went and I met this really cute chick and we bonded over how terrible the show was. How it was literally the worst show we had both seen in our entire lives. And that we started, we had a relationship. That was, that was our first date, basically, was the show was so bad, we kept drinking, talking about <laughs> it, and it led to my bedroom. There you go. So that's how bad that show was. Is it, right. I, I got a girlfriend out of it. <laughs> Here was, I mean, I, we, we don't have a ton of time left on the podcast, so I'm just going to say the most important thing. He, he introduced this idea of like, sort of like a smell vision to it. So like when things happened on stage, I think the, the plot of the show was something about this scientist loses his loved one and builds a ghost machine to use ghosts to bring her back or something dumb like that. But like he would ha- like inject into the theater like the smell of rotting corpses Ugh. and sulfur. Well, he attempted to. But what happened is... It was is just eggs he be- had in the back. Right, well, because of the way <laughs> smell works... Um, well, yeah, sorry, his, his name, name is Dalton M. Dale. Dalton Dale, that's right. Dalton M. Dale. That's Dalton his name. M. Dale. Yeah, Dalton M. Dale. So when I was looking up the Hoodwink Haunted House, because I thought, you know what? This seems kind of really The Deathly Ones. The Deathly, the Deathly ones. ones was the name of the show. Yes. Oh, the Deathly I Ones. I cannot I cannot express how bad this show was. It was awful. There's a part where he's wearing a white coat covered in blood, which is the poster image of Todd Robbins' show. So in addition to it being Bad. It was also there was like elements of. It was thievery. a clearly clear knockoff. Yeah. But the, it's a really bad show. It makes no sense. The only scary thing was the idea that anybody would have to see it more than once. <laughs> well, so these smells would be injected into the room, but because smells don't like, it's not like a sound where it stops when you stop it. Like all the smells like began to like run together right. and create this like cloud of just. I've gross been to sickness. Disney World where they have the 4DX experiences and some of the movies <laughs> where they're like, here's burning rubber or here's random smells. It never never tends to work. It's not a the great idea. Were these creepy automaton dolls that just? They, it was actors who had closed their eyes and had eyes painted onto their closed oh, eyes. That, that's creepy. So I don't know if the actors could even see. Um, it made no sense. These dolls were creepy, but no, completely nonsensical. None of the, none of the things w- were, it. but by the end of the show, all the lights come off and then one single handkerchief, which is clearly on a string is pulled through the room. And that's what makes it 4d is that the lights were turned off and a blue handkerchief came through the room. And you're saying this guy designed the one up in Harlem too? Yes. He okay. called, he's calling that one a 4D experience as well. We have oh, to go. We're going to have to try that. So now we're going to have to go. Yeah. We have to go. But yeah. it's a 4D experience. Um, and the, the idea that this guy is continuing to create experiences is beyond me. Well, so, they keep giving movies to M. Night Shyamalan. That's true. Yeah. He's like M. Night Shyamalan if M. Night Shyamalan never had a hit first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that was way, yeah. way, let's, way, way let's off wrap the left up field. Let's wrap it up. So, so you, Harrison, Harrison says, recommend it. Go I go give to, it um, four bloods out of the manor. I'm glad we're still rating things. <laughs> yes. Um, Patrick, what do you think? You know, I would say as the uh, haunted yeah, house. I, I would say, enthusiast you know, if you are, if you just want to scratch your, I want to walk through a haunted house itch. This is a, this is a, your standard haunted house. Creepy things jumping out at you. Um, I think. You know, there are definitely in terms of more intense experiences. It's not a Blood Manor is not a super intense experience. You're not going to leave like 
breathing yeah. heavily. And you're like, not getting touched. You're not which getting is chased. What I was not, afraid of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's other places that can, you know, blackout. Is I think if they're still doing blackout, is 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 something for that. But um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say go if if this is your you want to do a haunted house for Halloween. This is a good one to do. Yeah, I, I also really enjoyed it, especially, like I was saying, the anticipation was uh, the scariest part. And then after I was done with the room, I was like, I want to do that again, mostly just to see the amazing sets yeah. and everything that we kind of went through so fast. Um, so I really enjoyed it as well, and I will give it, uh, I'll give it four orange glowing uh, nudie pictures. Okay. <laughs> out, of, out of four. <laughs> There so, guys, go. that has been our Halloween spooktacular. 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 Uh, we hope you have a great Halloween. This episode is coming out on Halloween, so hopefully you are already enjoying it. Um, we're going to review a lot of tabletop games in the future, so if you're looking to play a scary game and then listen to our review of it later, Betrayal at the House on Hill. Yeah, uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Yes. Yes, that game is a very fun, uh, fun and spooky, scary, spooky game. game. Also, we'll be reviewing One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which we, we will be playing today for Halloween as well. Um, so feel free to play along with us. As always, uh, BFP Pod is our Twitter handle. It is also our Facebook address, facebook.com slash BFP Pod. Our email address, bestfriendplans at gmail.com. Our website, bestfriendplans.com. Please, uh, you know, f- friend us, tweet at us. And email us, too, if you have things that you want us to try, uh, hopefully in the New York area. But if you have a board game or something that interests you, uh, we're open to suggestions to, you know, try out uh, different things that you 100%. might enjoy. 100%. Yeah. And also uh, rate us on iTunes. That's a big deal. It bumps us up. So if you can give us five stars on iTunes and a nice review, we would be your best friends. Yeah. Well, that's all. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Best friend plans. Best friend plans. Going on adventures. Best friend plans. Best friend plans. Best friend plans.